But having this, this impact first and really putting it up front, that's something where I'm a strong believer in. Mm -hmm. And that's really my dream to, to realize like really a social impact company, which is sustainable. Hello and welcome to this episode of Inspiring the Pack, a Bright Tools podcast series. I am your host, Robin, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Ellen of BloomUp. Ellen, it is such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. Also a pleasure to be here. Awesome. <laughs> so I'd like to start by asking if you wouldn't mind briefly introducing yourself. What is the story of, of Ellen? Yeah. Um, so what's my story? So I'm Ellen. I'm uh, 29 years old and I'm the co-founder of BloomUp. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer from a background, so you might wonder, like, what is a mechanical engineer doing <laughs> in mental health? But I've been always super passionate about social entrepreneurship, and half of my family lives in healthcare, so that influence has always yeah. been there, and that's what, what makes Ellen today and why I'm a co-founder of BloomUp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Before I, I go into the, the journey of BloomUp, maybe I'm, I'm quite fascinated by this, um, you know, your, your combination of engineering and, and going into entrepreneurship. Um, did you notice a, a need or, or was it that the idea came for, for BloomUp and, and that's how you moved into entrepreneurship? Or did you always know I'm going to do on, uh, engineering, but I want to be an entrepreneur, actually. Yeah, I always knew that, I think, yeah. that I wanted to be, that, yeah, that I wanted to, to found something, okay. that I wanted to start a company. Um, but I first decided uh, to start my career in the corporate world to, mm. to learn a lot. But then after five years with a multinational and learning a lot, I found it was time to do something new, yeah. so I actually moved with my uh, boyfriend to Switzerland, to, to Zurich. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and uh, because he had to go for his, his master's uh, mm. there. And then I thought like, okay, this is the opportunity to do something new. Mm. And then there I joined a, a startup. Okay. Uh, and mm. I got to learn a lot. Um, and then after that, BloomUp came. Yeah. And then I really co-founded it. So uh, okay. something completely st different still to, yeah. to work for another founder or do it yourself. Mm. Uh, but that's how my path went. Yeah. yeah. And did you find it was a nice stepping stone to start within an existing startup perhaps and, and then again learning a lot before moving on your own? Yeah, actually it was. Mm. Yeah, it made things more more comfortable because if yeah. you're not a founder yourself, it's a bit more yeah, mm. comfortability which, which you have. Um, and I got to learn a lot. We did a full go-to-market then. I did my first fundraising uh, okay. round. I, I managed the team while leading wow. the company too. So that, that was good. It was mm. also a really small okay. uh, startup. So we were only five. But it was really a good uh, learning case yes. to learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So let's maybe move into the story of, of up. So yeah. you really um, founded it in, in 2020, but launched in 2021. And yeah. um, it seems the, the mission is to make mental health care accessible yeah. to people. Um, yeah. Could you maybe explain a bit more uh, the business of, of BloomUp? Yeah. So maybe to tell you a bit more about yeah, how we started mm. it. So it was not my initiative, actually, so I'm <laughs> going to admit that. Uh, so it was started as a volunteering initiative okay. of a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs who wanted to contribute something to the COVID crisis. Mm. And we saw in the news more and more that, that mental health was also being challenged next to our physical health. 
And at the same time that the barriers towards mental health are, are really still super high. Mm -hmm. Like only one on three who needs it goes for mental health support. Wow. And we wanted to lower those barriers with, with technology. Mm. And uh, so we thought firstly, like, okay, let's just do this for a few months and then have some impact. Yeah. But then we realized that it really could have a lot of impact and, and we made a really a startup out of it. Yeah. yeah. So it was really the idea was ignited by, by the COVID-19 pandemic and, and yeah. mental health struggles there. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. And when you say that um, one in three who, who potentially needs mental health support uh, would get it, is it still... Um, heavily weighted on the, let's say, the stigma around it, or is it really just not having access to the professionals to chat to? Yeah, it are different barriers. Okay. I think the stigma becomes less and less. Mm. Also, COVID has, has brought a lot of awareness on mental health and, mm. and made it a bit easier to, to talk about it. Yeah. But there are different barriers. It's, it's for, for example, one of the biggest barriers is like the fact to realize and to admit to yourself that you might benefit from some support. Yeah, that's indeed a, a very big factor. And then, yeah, others are the, the fact that you don't know where to search, that you don't know who you will talk with, that who, who you have to talk with to help you. Yeah. So that are, are different barriers mm. and definitely also the financial barrier. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's so much I, I want to dive into on this. I think let's start with how does BloomUp then make it accessible yeah. for people through technology? Yeah. So we have a digital platform mm -hmm. where we match uh, people and employees very um, yeah, easily and fast with an online uh, therapist. So okay. you can answer a few questions about your preferences and needs. Okay. And based on these questions, like three uh, professionals will be proposed to you who fits your mm. needs and then you can pick one um, wow. where you can meet for uh, mm. meet with for free and, and without any commitment yeah. and then if you feel like this is a person you want to open up to mm. and, and have more conversations yeah. you can start therapy from your own comfort zone through yeah. video consultations this is amazing mm. because it, it, it would be so difficult it's such a personal thing and you really have to have that connection with someone yeah. and, and to at least start on the right foot of yeah. having a recommendation um, and and this aspect of having it in, in the comfort of your own home it's it's quite an interesting it's a, yeah. a, a concept I guess that was accelerated by, by COVID and on the one hand, I, I can see the, the pro of it, that you're comfortable, you're in your safe yeah. environment. But for a, a therapy session, it also seems very interesting to have that um, yeah. the, the screen barrier or, or that you're still maybe physically yeah. on your own. Yeah. How, what has that experience been like? How have people experienced yeah. that? Yeah, you, you hear different mm. feedbacks. Like, like some, and these are mostly the people who have been in therapy before. Mm they miss like the the, the non-verbal signs a bit or yes. like the inti intimacy to be in the same room. Mm. Um, but others who also have been like in, in therapy before um, s open up more because okay. you're like in that, that safe space. Yeah. And sometimes you go faster to what is, is really like uh, upsetting you or mm. what you really feel feel bad about. And, and this way therapy can also be accelerated that's wow. something which we hear a lot from our psychologists. Okay. And the online fact, the fact that you can start it from your own comfort zone is, is for many, like makes it easier yeah. and, and makes it also less 
yeah heavy weighted to mm. to start therapy mm. yeah you you cut out that travel time as yeah. well and Indeed. And how do you see it evolving beyond the COVID-19 pandemic? Do you yeah. think things will go back to to the in-person sessions? Yeah. or? Uh, I think some some will, but I think where we mostly focus on with BloomUp is like really this, this first-line first help. Mm. So when you have these first mild complaints and when yeah it's it's already good to to start working on your mental health mm. and and there we see out of market research that people really really find the the online thing much mm. more accessible and also within our busy lifestyles much yeah. more easier to to plan so yeah. i think it's it's definitely something which is going to stay because now mm. maybe uh yeah, against argument could be that we're so much online, so much connected. We have mm -hmm. video calls all the time at work. But maybe after COVID, when that reduces a bit, then people also, yeah, mm. are more open to, to have therapy online because other things are, are more offline again. Yeah. So we have to see how it goes. But mm. I think online therapy is definitely here mm. to stay. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of the... The audience that that you would serve so you mentioned it was a bit more yeah. the first the first line so before yeah. it's a uh, code red uh, let's say but yeah. are there certain specialties that that bloom up um focuses on or what yeah. does the platform look like perhaps? yeah we have more than than 35 uh, specialties so mm. it's it's very broad okay but now we're we're really focusing more on on b2b and companies mm. and and there we see of course that stress is a is a big one yeah then also like self-esteem um okay because yeah many of our clients also have like a, a younger population mm. and like with younger people they still have to to get to know themselves a bit better yes. like know what they're good at find themselves and there you see also that like self-esteem personal development comes up a lot mm. yeah. yeah um you've mentioned now about having the the platform for um the the companies so a company can can subscribe i, I guess yeah or for individuals can yeah. you maybe explain these two different models uh, yeah. to us a bit better no yeah. definitely so yeah we we launched bloom up about one year ago the mm. the platform and uh, yeah, we started B2C because mm -hmm. we're a marketplace yeah. and um, yeah, you have to always balance the, the different sides. Mm. Um, and yeah, we started with first having psychologists, but then okay. you want to, to, to make the psychologists yeah, that they have work. So, mm. so you need clients and then going B B2C and that people can directly yeah. like have a conversation through, through our website. That goes fast and you mm. can easily have some some traction but to grow that you you need a lot of like marketing effort to to get to yeah yourself known yeah. out there um, so that's why we decided after a while to to also focus more more b2b okay uh, because there we can like a company it's a it's a nice size to to communicate about mm. mental health and also this way you take uh, financial barriers away um, but uh, the cycles are longer before a company starts. So this, uh, mm. this is a bit the balance in the, the challenges yeah. uh, compared to yeah, the two. Compared. Mm. Okay. <laughs> before I dive into the, the B2B thing, um, what's, what were the different challenges that you have faced um, in, in growing 
from your B2C and, and then also yeah. uh, in the B2B area? Um, yeah, there were a lot of challenges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that happens when you start a business, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think yeah, one of the, the key challenges of a marketplace is to, to uh, balance supply and demand. Mm. So that's definitely a challenge out there. Uh, then another challenge, um, yeah, was to to find this this value proposition towards mm. companies, really to to convince them to to also invest yes. uh, in mental health. So this took a while. Mm -hmm. It was also a lot out of my comfort zone. Yeah, <laughs> to do this. Yeah, I've never done sales before, and yeah. I was really not comfortable with it in the beginning. Mm. But I found my way, and and now we onboard more and more more companies yeah. so that's that's cool mm. and then also yeah when when starting a startup like finding the right people to to go on this story with you and, mm. and finding the right talent uh, that's a challenge too yeah yeah and how did you do that did you try and tap into your immediate network first yeah. and so that you have that personal connection or? yeah so after the volunteering initiative mm. i continue continued as as the only volunteer from the beginning okay so i had to go look for, yeah. a, for a team so that was a stressful period yeah. um but then uh yeah through through um the network mm. i found uh clovis who is uh, the technical uh co-founder mm. of bloom up and then um yeah we did uh, LinkedIn vacancies, okay. but mostly by connecting with other people and yeah. referrals. That's really how you find mm. the, the right people. And now already, like, we think, okay, maybe we need some profiles in the future. So okay. we actively, like, yes. look for people or, or uh, have connections because it's the people who make your company and you have to have the, the good ones. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, Ellen, to come back to the, the B2B side now, are you mm. finding that companies are um, actively engaging in the well-being of, of their employees and, and that would be open to in, including, um, for example, the service of, of BloomUp in, in an employee package? Or is it still a bit, they, they know that it's valuable, <laughs> but they're not taking the steps? Yeah, yeah I think... Before COVID, there was a different mindset towards mental health. It yeah. was really seen as something more reactive and maybe expensive to, mm. to invest in for your employees. Mm. But yeah, COVID has really brought mental health as a, as a priority mm. topic. Um, at one hand, on the employee side, because people had higher stress levels because yeah. of the, yeah, the new hybrid working, because of the uncertainty mm. due to COVID. And yeah, we all know that higher stress levels is a lead indicator for more absence leave. And companies also realize this, that this can bring yes. uh, extra costs and that you need to invest in it. Um, but also at the same time, yeah, people felt more and more disconnected mm. from companies and mm. HR managers and leadership also start realizing this, that like these reduced insights and sometimes that people just stop working or, or change shop without yeah. you ever knowing anything about it. Mm. Yeah, made really mental health more and more a priority mm. and something which companies see as, as really yeah, something strategic to attract talent, to, to retain uh, talent. 
but there are of course always the, the strong believers mm. and uh, yeah the the believers to to come <laughs> and these need more time convincing yeah. yeah definitely and what would it look like for them to include the um, bloom up service is it a mm. subscription service per user or what would it look like for a company yeah so so how we set it up is that we make like this this custom landing page for okay. a company and then employees from this landing page they can start matching mm. and then they have uh, some consultations okay. for free which they can use yeah and our uh, yeah revenue model it's a mix of a of a SaaS subscription based mm -hmm. model because we also provide communication materials we provide okay. analytics uh, to the companies mm. uh, and and the use of the platform mm. but next to that we work with a, a fair pay credit model so companies buy credits mm -hmm. for consultations if the oh. consultations take place the credits are used yes. if not they don't have to pay so they only pay if it's effectively effectively okay. used but it's used a lot yes. so <laughs> amazing and and i assume it's all anonymous that they don't necessarily know who is no, using so it's it. fully confidential it's, okay. um mm. but we report some aggregated anonymized data but they will okay. never know like who on a personal level makes use of the platform yes okay but they would maybe re receive then a, a report to know okay if there is a trend this is what we need to work on in, internally yeah, yeah ah, that's definitely. amazing so they would see like the use of the platform so how mm. many people are using it also some some impact parameters so are people happy about the platform mm. do they do they feel better um but also the reasons why they are using it and this gives some some nice insights Absolutely. because you, if you can see like okay it's work life balance then you can actively work within your company to really do campaigns on that to make that more discussable to take mm. measures and that's also where we support uh, companies because we have a okay. like a full content database to help yeah. HR managers or business leaders then communicate it about mm. it within the company mm. and really make mental health part of their their culture. Yeah. But this is this is amazing because it it can even be part of a, a culture that you encourage people to seek help and, and personalized yeah. therapy. But but the company might not be able to change if they don't know that there is a an underlying issue. But if they yeah. use the Bloom Up platform, they can see yeah. ah yeah this work life balance yeah. is maybe lacking or internal yeah. culture is yeah. needs work. And definitely in times of hybrid working where you see your yes. people maybe less, yes. you still get some get some insights where you can act yeah. upon. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Um, Ellen, I want to move to the sustainability aspect now. Okay. So um, I think people, when we hear the word sustainability, maybe the first thing we think of is global warming or, or <laughs> emissions. But the one of the sustainable development goals is indeed access to, to healthcare. Um, so could you maybe give us some more insight into how yeah. BloomUp is contributing to this? No, definitely. So our mission is to make yeah, mental health more, more accessible, mm. um, but also with the intention that, that people take the step faster towards okay. mental health support and that they don't have to like start feeling worse and worse. Mm. And then maybe, yeah, it's like, like it, it, it ends bad. Yeah. So that's why we, we really want to make it more more accessible. Mm. Um, also to keep like more people working, more people happy, more people people productive. Mm. And another aspect to that is to make it really inclusive. And that's not easy because the, the legal system is, is not that 
that the financial barriers are are really really yeah. low. Uh, so how we do that is at the one hand, yeah, working with companies mm. to to take those financial barriers away, but at the other hand, we still have our B two C. Uh, platform where people can come directly to us mm. and where there's also now yeah one of our biggest partners is the the CM so the Christian mutuality um, and they have like a repayment integrated so that okay. the fin- financial barrier is already uh, mm. a, a bit less and we also have six languages at the moment so wow. we also try to make it more ex- inclusive that way and it's Something mm. where we continuously think about how we can make it more accessible and, mm. and inclusive to more people. Okay. And at the moment, so you're active in, in Belgium or you've expanded uh, elsewhere already? What? Uh, so we're active in Belgium, but we have some clients who are okay. also have people in other countries like the Netherlands, UK, Spain, okay. France. So in this way, we're... We're more uh, yeah. European level active, yes. <laughs> but okay. our corporate clients are Belgium based. Okay. And is this a, an ambition of yours to internationalize the, the platform within the co- coming years? Yeah, so the, yeah, the coming years we really want to focus on, on Belgium and yeah. having a, a good impact here mm. and, and have it really, yeah, really good here, having a good impact here yes. first <laughs> before going too fast. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, as yes, we already have some some clients who are partly in the Netherlands, that mm. would be a logical next step if, if everything works out here in Belgium well. Yeah. And then, of course, we want to have as much impact as possible. So mm. to be, if we can have a good impact with our with our model, mm. yeah, the, the larger we, we become, the better. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. I want to ask you about the um, other side of, of the platform, so the psychologists. Yeah. How do you attract psychologists to the the platform yeah. how does the um decision making process look or, or the screening process yeah. what is that all about yeah mm. so we have um so how we attract them mm. is uh in the beginning it was by trying to make a lot of buzz that we exist yeah. <laughs> through social media uh, but after that it, it was mainly word of mouth okay. which helped us so psychologists who were on our platform who spread the message and then after that due to our uh, partnership with the mutuality mm. we got a big reach to, okay. to a lot of uh, psychologists mm. And how we do the, the intake mm. process is that they can register on our website. They need to upload the right documents to, to prove their certification. Okay. And then an interview uh, takes place where we ask some, some questions with every psychologist and where we verify them to start okay. on the platform. And then once they start on the platform, they have to follow mandatory supervision and intervision, okay. which means like supervision that they are guided by an experienced uh, psychologist mm. and intervision that they come together like every three months to discuss a case with with other yeah. uh, psychologists okay. so in this way like it's it's checked by multiple eyes how, mm. how a certain case goes and you can increase quality mm. and at the other hand um, yeah we're mes- measuring already some parameters but at this moment it's limited to like is the psychologist like coming on time, uh, like yeah. uh, really doing the the calls, um, and also um, like we measure an MPS score, so we can see a bit uh, and monitor a bit of quality further. Mm, yeah. Okay, and 
what is the um how do you keep the the psychologists what what is attractive for yeah. them of being part of the blue map platform yeah we really offer a flexible solution mm. to them where they can like work from home in a very flexible way they mm. also don't have minimum hours on our platform so okay. and there there are no fixed costs and next to that they're they come in a community of like mind like mm. uh, mind like it's by psychologists mm which they really like and where they can exchange experience with. Also these intervisions, they really get to, to know each other. Um, and mm. then that we provide like a safe platform to, to give online therapy. Mm. Uh, that's definitely something which attracts them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I would imagine from perhaps the COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, we know from doctors and, and nurses how much pressure they were put under but the mental yeah. health or um, psychologists psychiatrists were also under immense pressure um, people wanting to to get the service from from high stress etc and that can also mm -hmm. impact their their work um, are you seeing this from the psychologists also on your platform are there some interventions that you're you're taking to make sure that their mental health is also in in check yeah what we do is that yeah we we oblige this this supervisor mm. and that's also something where where they keep their can keep their their mental health in check and talk with with someone yeah uh, so that's definitely something where we where we focus on mm. um, but most psychologists they yeah they are so yeah busy with with mental health and mm. it's of course important to to um to yeah to to think about your own mental health and take care of that. Yeah. Uh, but for them, it's already a bit easier to 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 talk about it. Too. Mm. But we really try to enhance that with the fact that they have a supervisor. Okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And to come to to Bloom Up as a startup and scale up, that I can imagine is a very uh, fast paced environment. There are also yeah. very high pressures, um, a lot yeah. going on, and and a lot of ambitions. Um, how do you make sure that that you maintain this this work culture and uh, yeah. yeah that you keep things going forward in a, a healthy way? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we're a mental health platform, so yeah. we put a lot of attention <laughs> in that. We have to, and it, it's super important. Mm. Um, so yeah, within our team. Um, yeah, we we have this uh, weekly good and bad meeting okay. where we talk super openly. Okay, what went good? Yeah. Where do you feel like like a bit yeah worse uh, about? And and what would you like to to share with the team? Mm. And I think it's important that this also comes really strongly from the leadership. Yes. So so me and Clovis were super open about how we feel, mm. um, and and this makes that other people also really can. Can mm. tell that. Mm. So we really try to to bring that family culture um, we, within our team, uh, and then next to that, um, yeah, every employee of ours can make uh, use of Bluma for free, unlimited. Okay. So and we also encourage that that mm. you just have like like this safe space where mm. you can you where you can talk to someone. So that definitely. Mm. And then we also really look at our, our physical health. So we do sports together. We try to take also. the stairs as yes. much as possible. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's definitely something we're, where we try to build like this warm family culture where you can be yourself and talk openly mm. about how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
but of course it's indeed a, a fast-paced environment with a with a high work pressure um, but after every like super high we mm. also try to take some time okay <laughs> to yeah mm. to balance a bit but that's a challenge yeah, yeah. And for, for other companies that, that might be listening to this, that is perhaps mm -hmm. on the yeah. beginning of, of the journey of, um, you know, yeah. actively taking, taking care of the well-being of people in their, their yeah. company, what is a, an, a call to action that you would give them that they could maybe implement this, yeah. this week? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, like, I'm not, like, a, a big fan of, of one-off things, but mm. rather... I believe it's something you need to to think through and really make part of our culture. Yeah. And that starts with listening to your people. Like yeah. first try to, to listen to your people, mm. go in conversation, but also like do maybe an, an anonymous question list for people who don't dare to speak up to, to still yes. get that information. And that's also something which we offer to, mm. to companies, like to have this uh, free scan to, to see how it's going within, within their company. Mm -hmm. And I think like once you have those results and you know a bit better how, how it's going within, mm -hmm. within your company, that you really act upon it. So you, you start communicating and that it's really supported by the leadership. Yeah. Like CEOs being vulnerable and talking about that, that can have such huge impact. Mm -hmm. we, we've seen that uh, with, with different companies. Uh, and then I think it's really important to, to make it part of your culture, communicate about it. And, and act upon it. And that's something where we really want to support companies with a easy and fast solution which they can implement, mm. where they provide a one-on-one -on -one solution for, for employees, mm. but where they also have like communication materials to make it part of the culture and get yeah. insights to, to act upon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really needs to also come from, from the top down as a lead yeah. by example. Yeah, mm. I, I definitely believe in that. Yeah. 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 And from, from the perspective of, well, everyone in the organization, um, sometimes I can imagine it would feel like we're on a bit of a hamster wheel that just keeps going faster. Yeah. And yeah. how do you recognize the signs when you're yeah. entering that orange zone or, or yeah. that you actually need to, to speak to someone? Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's it's important to like keep pulse mm. with your with your people, especially to towards team leaders, but also colleagues amongst each other. Mm. And when you realize that that like someone starts behaving different, like maybe a person who was like super open before that you don't hear a lot anymore and turns mm. into quiet, or or someone who was calm who has more emotional outbursts, these are signs to to really go into conversation okay. but sometimes you you of course don't don't see it and, and people mm. don't open up that easily about it and then i think it's important yeah to to actively ask uh, about it mm. and also offer in case they're not comfortable to to talk with you about it other solutions where they can talk confidentially yes um yeah mm. yeah this is it's <laughs> it's amazing what you're doing and yeah to to found a a startup or co-found something like this. We know the statistics of, of startups that maybe don't make it for past yeah. the, the year. Yeah. So what you're doing past is, that. yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm interested mm -hmm. to find out what is your North Star when, yeah. when you face these challenges, um, oh, yeah. what guides you through? 
Yeah, it's a very good question. It's not an easy one. <laughs> um, but what what keeps me going, I would say, I I'm really yeah. In English, yeah, idealists. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really a person with with certain ideals, and then I can go super strongly okay. for it. And yeah, I think one of them is really to have a social impact mm. and mental health is super close to my heart and like hearing feedback from users who really feel better after mm. using our platform, that keeps you going. But then I also have a personal mission. I'm a strong believer of social entrepreneurship mm. and I believe in, in our economy to, to make it more sustainable. It's, it's really Im important to put like your, your impact first and like yeah. uh, revenue and profit is needed it's it's really needed because you need to make things scalable mm. and, and sustainable and it's it's how you you keep it going mm. but having this this impact first and really putting it up front that's something where i'm a strong believer in mm. and that's really my dream to to realize like really a social impact company which is sustainable yes and which which works well without any yeah government mm. <laughs> support or, or anything but really stand on its own and have a have a strong impact yeah yeah, yeah. i really like this and I, I think it also um resonates with with brightfuls as a company who's aiming to not separate these two things that you have profit and you have to make do that at, at all costs and then on the side you can maybe yeah. give back but actually those two things enhance each other yeah and yeah uh, yeah that it's not something indeed which you do on the side but which is really part of your your mission mm. and and what you what impact you try to deliver as a company yeah, yeah. and i think people also recognize yeah. that um customers are looking for it more and more they yeah you can you can recognize an authentic company yeah, when indeed. you see one and it's also needed to to attract talent like more and more, sure. especially the younger generation, they really want to work for a company where they believe in. Mm. Uh, it's it's not all about salary and packages anymore. It's really to to feel connected to to a mission and to the people uh, yeah. with who you work with. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna ask you a bit of a, a different question. Okay. Now. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, a lot of the times, you know, we. We ask even in, in this podcast, I'm interested to find out about people's challenges that they've faced or, or maybe something that, yeah. so that was a mistake. But yeah. I'm also, I think some mistakes we make can be yeah. very crucial to our learning journey. So yeah. what was maybe a, a challenge you faced or, or let's let's call it a, a mistake that was yeah. made or a failure that yeah. that actually was so crucial to the journey Thank that you. you took on, on Bloom Up and that you said actually yeah. it was Good that that happened yeah <laughs> i made a lot of mistakes <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's so important but yeah like the the biggest mistake i made maybe is to like try to be too perfectionist okay and then then things go slower okay i think yeah. it's also typical uh, a female thing mm. you it's yeah i think we we tend to be more perfectionist uh, a bit more risky averse mm. and because of that some things went really slower who could have gone faster and which were important to to mm. go faster so when i look bad back i would think that's that's my biggest mis mistake to put that like these high expectations on my myself mm. and this like made it diff more difficult to to feel fast okay um, and I think that's that I would advise 
to mm-hmm. to every entrepreneur like don't be too 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 strict on yourself or be mild towards yourself try things out if it's if if it doesn't work then you know it and you you learn fast from it but it's easier said than done especially when you have this uh, perfectionistic background yeah. <laughs> yeah and is your co-founder um does he compliment your skills uh, yeah. was that quite a deciding factor too to... yeah definitely yeah like, both in in personality as in skills yeah. we we complement each okay. other strongly okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, or i want to go more in detail he's like the more pragmatic yeah uh, person uh so that's that's really good mm. he's also like i'm sometimes focused a bit more on the 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 business a bit a bit too much he's like like really focused on the culture the the okay. team he, he brings that that good balance mm. um so yeah definitely yeah it's a perfect match <laughs> great <laughs> that's very important yeah no definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> and before i i head into my mm. my final questions and um, what is in store for bloom up for, for the future what can yeah. we, we expect <laughs> from you <laughs> so in, yeah in 2022 we want to make our platform more accessible by yeah. investing in yeah product expansions so we don't want to limit okay. ourselves anymore to to only video consultations mm. we also want to integrate chat because we know it's for for some people it makes it more accessible as well as uh, guided self-help tracks where you can okay. really work on one topic together with a with a therapist yeah. with your mental sidekick but really on on some exercises for people mm. who find it maybe too much to like directly have this one-on-one in-depth mm. uh, consultations mm. okay. so that's one thing where we're really focusing on yeah. uh, now and at the other hand yeah having more impact scaling faster mm. uh, convincing more companies to invest in the mental health of their their employees mm. uh, and scale bloom up yeah yes <laughs> and if a company is listening to this and, and really notices yeah. that they they would like to to investigate further can yeah. they go to the bloom up website yeah. or okay yeah they can go to the the bloom up website yeah. so we have a, a a page for companies and they mm. can book like a, a demo there okay uh, which is set up really fast so don't hesitate if you want to yes. know more you can also contact me on linkedin or okay. uh, through mail all right <laughs> alanandbloomup.org perfect we'll also uh, add the add the details yeah. in, the, in the show notes so everyone can, can get in touch this has been a really insightful conversation and you're really highlighting uh, or making accessible something that is so important in our, our fast-paced lives yeah. and, and to just take time to make sure that yeah. our whole selves are yeah, uh, yeah being being worked yeah. on I have think, a look from a distance yes yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Um, I, I think my final question to you, and it, it's how we end up or yeah. end every episode, is yeah. what would be some advice that you would give to people who are listening who would like to start their own company yeah. in the process of starting their own company? Yeah. Um, what would be your your advice to them? Yeah, yeah I think also for myself, like mm. I started in this corporate world because I didn't dare to to do it immediately. And I yeah. always took like and then the next step was like joining another startup and then yeah, yeah. founding founding uh, like starting something myself. Um, and I think to, to overcome that, just start small, start doing some market studies, start mm. talking to people 
about it, like get your ID more concrete, get mm. more confident that it will work, but also make sure that it's something which is really close to your heart it's because you, it will dominate your life. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that it will dominate your <laughs> life. And if it's not close to your heart, it's really difficult yeah. to continue for it. Mm. And I think once you decide to really go for it, go for it, mm. try to take some risk. Don't be afraid mm. to, to fail. Be ambitious um, and go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so start small, choose something you're super passionate about and oh, then yeah. run with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That would be my advice. <laughs> I love that. Thank you Thank so you. much for sitting down with us today. It, it's yeah. been a wonderful conversation. <laughs> I found that too. Thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> Thank you. This episode of Inspiring the Pack was brought to you by Bright Wolves with the technical and creative support of Bjarne and Maciel. Thank you so much for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? Then be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or if you'd like to go over the show notes or get in touch with one of our guest speakers, you can always visit www.brightwolves.com slash inspiring the pack. We will be back next week with a new episode, but until then, take care.